Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Today, I would invite you to open your Bibles to James chapter 4. James chapter 4, we're, we're flipping the page, we're going into a different chapter. There's only five chapters in James, but I did a little reading ahead, and the coming weeks are going to be super good, all right? James is just one of those authors that just tells it like it is, and so if you're a tell-it-like-it-is kind of person, you are going to love James, because he is a tell-it-like-it-is kind of person. James chapter 1, I'm sorry, James chapter 4, verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? All right, here we go. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Now, as we navigate through these chapters and through these scriptures today, it's going to be super easy for you to go, oh man, I wish so-and-so was here. Man, if my mother, if my mother could hear this message, right, or my husband or whatever, my, my wife, my kids, my coworker, it's going to be super easy as we go through these scriptures today to wish someone else heard this message, which, which, is, which is why we have a podcast. I mean, if you want to pass it along, pass it along. But the temptation is to listen today with the filter of, oh, man, they need to hear this. Don't do that. The Word of God is written to us. Amen, everyone? The Word of God, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's like a mirror. You see your reflection in the Word of God. The Word of God is ministering to you first, and then he'll minister to others as well. So lean into this today, and let's just see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Again, we believe that every service will have the same scriptures, but every service is going to be different just a little bit because you're in this service. And so you're going to believe God with me, right? You're going to lean in. You're going to, you're going to believe God with me, and that's what we're going to do right now. Father, we love you. Lord, we've got some pretty lofty texts to go through today. And Lord, I believe you want to deal with some things in all of us. Father, our heart, our heart is to continue to grow, to continue to mature, to, to continue to become just like Jesus. And people think that that's not possible, but it is. It absolutely is. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. It is absolutely possible to look more and more like Jesus every single day. And that's what we want, Father. So Father, we just take a deep breath. And we allow your Holy Spirit to minister life to us today. We lean into your word. We look for the unction from the, from the Holy One, from you, from your presence, God. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. James chapter 4, verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Do they come or don't they come from your desires that battle within you? I think the British rock band queen said it right when talking about human nature. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. 
and I want it now, right? I mean, come on. Does that not depict human nature? That's, that's who we are. That's what we, that's, we want it all, and we want it now. I don't care what you want. I just care what I want. Think about every argument you have ever had. You have had a position. You have had an opinion. You have had a thought. You have some, you know, desires in that area. And then someone else, whoever you're in a conversation with, whoever you're doing life with, a spouse, a child, a coworker, a boss, may or may not share that same position, opinion, or thought. But you know that you're right. And there is this thing deep down on the inside of all of us that compels us in our obvious rightness, right? Our obvious rightness to explain how right we are to the person who very disrespectfully and ignorantly disagrees with us, right? That's what we feel like we have to do. Every fight or argument you have is because you actually and genuinely believe something. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you. Are you following this, friends? The word calls it right out. Their desires that battle within you, within all of us, desires, a desire to be right, a desire to be heard, a desire to be respected. It doesn't matter. It's a desire that's on the inside of you. And some of us, well, I mean, we all have desires. Some of us, they're good. And some of us, our desires, if we're going to be honest, may not be so good. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Verse 2 says, you desire, but you do not have, so you kill. Seems a bit extreme. (laughs) It does. It seems a bit extreme. But if you think about it, even, even that desire, in its extreme sense, Desire is exactly what provokes someone to commit murder. They desired something that you had or something that you got in the way of, so in their extreme desire to obtain it or eliminate you, they kill, right? That's, that's, that's the scripture in its most extreme form. But it doesn't have to be that extreme to still be true. You want, you want that position. You want that place. And so what do we do in our desire for that position, in our desire for that place, that role, that responsibility? We subtly but very directly trash talk the other candidates running for that position. Are you with me? Come on, friends. Take a deep breath, all right? We're just seeing what the Holy Spirit wants to say here, right? You want to date that person, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll make it a little bit more uh, level playing field here for the singles in the room. You want to date that person. And because of your desire to hang out with them, to get to know them, you, you have a tendency to badmouth any other person that you think they have an interest in. It's this desire on the inside of you, right, that, that you're wrestling with. I want it all. 
and I want it now. It's these desires. You covet, the Bible says, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. Have you ever wanted something so bad that it seemed like you would do whatever it took to get it? That, that, is, that is coveting, all right? It's not a word we use a lot, and sometimes we use it in its wrong form. Oh, man, I really covet that, like it's a good thing. Covetness is not a good thing. In fact, the, the, the actual definition of coveting is a desire, it's a wish, it's a want, it's a crave. To break it down a little bit further, it means to have a longing for I covet that. I long for that, right? Uh, desire. It stresses the strength of feeling and often implies strong intention or aim. It's a, it's a wish. Sometimes it implies a general or transient longing, especially for the unattainable. Are you tracking? For the unattainable. It's a, it's a physical appetite or an emotional need. It's coveting. Covet implies a strong, envious desire. You want it more than they want it, you think, right? I covet that. And it doesn't even have to be obvious, you know, as quarreling or fighting. It could be something very simple, but it's all rooted in these desires on the inside of us. Desire can look like using manipulation to get what you want. Remember, we want it all and we want it now. And if we don't get what we want, the human nature side of us tries to come up with ways to get what we want right now. And I don't know if everybody understands what manipulation is. We think about manipulation and we think, oh, I would never manipulate anything or anyone, right? But manipulation is subtle. It's very subtle. It's almost hidden at times. Okay, let me, let me just give you some examples. When you fake cry to your children to get a bite of their cookie, right? Can I, can I, have, can I have a bite of that cookie? No. Okay, here. Okay, I don't want you to cry. Manipulation, all right? Which is, you think that's harmless. It's fine. We all do that. Yeah, you're right. In one of these days, they're going to realize what's going on. They're going to realize, yeah, they're going to like, seen that before, <laughs> you know? But then they're going to remember how it worked on them, and they're going to start using manipulation on other people. Are you with me, friends? And we think it's harmless and, all. Oh, they're not going to do that. But then you watch and you wake up and one day they are doing just that. Manipulation can get, can get a lot deeper. You know, you, you have a, a toxic or an emotion, emotionally unhealthy you know, mother or father or, or grandmother or grandfather, someone in your family who's, who's got some form of influence over you, and they'd like you and your family to come over for the weekend, right, for dinner. And all the relatives are going to be there, and they want to see you. And, and, but you, knowing kind of the toxic environment that you're trying to separate yourself from, you tell them that you just can't make it this weekend because you have a prior engagement. And rather than respecting your wishes... They proceed to talk about how ungrateful you are. You're ungrateful. You're so ungrateful. 
after everything we've done for you, right? And, and they talk about how everybody's going to look, look forward to seeing you and your children. And even though you say no, they hang up on you and then don't talk to you for two weeks. Manipulation. The silent treatment. Manipulation. It's exactly what it is. You're not giving me what I want, so I'm not talking to you. Boo you. It's manipulation. And again, I understand if you're in the heat of an argument and you don't want to say some things and you just need to go and take a break and cool down for a second, that's not the silent treatment. That's saving you, okay? That's exactly what that is. But the point is, is you don't just go for days and not talk. You, this is, listen, we are men and women of God. We believe the Bible works for us. And we're mature enough and adult enough to have conversations. And listen, without raising our voices, we can do that. Amen? We can have civil conversations, and it doesn't have to be a boxing match with our words. It's just maturity. Learn how to have a conversation with people. Set some ground rules. This is not in my notes, friends. This is for someone in the room. This is where the Holy Spirit's moving, right here. Set some ground rules about conversation. If every single fight you, or every single conversation you get into with your spouse, with your parents, with your kids, leads into this arguing match, and so you're to the point now you don't even want to talk to them, set some ground rules. And preface it by, listen, I really think that there's another layer in our relationship that we can get to if we can figure out this communication piece. So this is what I would propose. Let's not raise our voice. And if we have a desire to raise our voice with one another, we give each other permission to say, uh-uh, uh, no, we're just having a conversation. We're just having a conversation. You, you tell me how you feel, and I will tell you how I feel. And you get to the end of that moment, and you'll walk away hugging. You'll walk away kissing your spouse, not your coworker, your spouse, right? You'll walk away, and it'll be a holy, holy moment if you can do that. The phrase, is this how you're repaying me for all I've done for you? Manipulation. It's exactly what it is. Puppy dog eyes, ladies. You know, puppy dog eyes. Puckering that little lip out. Manipulation. That's what that is. That is manipulation. Tara used to be really good at that. You know, when we were dating, and she would she would kind of give me the puppy dog eyes, and then we were actually in a um, we were we were in a service, and and for whatever reason, someone talk, was talking about manipulation, and they said, you know, manipulation is a form of witchcraft. If you think about it, you're trying to get someone to do something they don't want to do. Witchcraft, right? And then they said puppy dog eyes. That was the last time she did it, right? So last time, last time she used puppy dog eyes, right? How about snide comments like, you know, your cousin, Ashley, she just completed medical school and got engaged. What are you doing with your life? Manipulation, right? That's exactly what it is. And manipulation can look like, um, I'm going to make you feel bad if you don't give me 
what I want or do what I want you to do. Oh, I wish my mom was in the room to hear this message. Or I, I wish my, my boss was in the room to hear this message. I hear you thinking these thoughts, okay? It's very loud right now. But look at yourself in the mirror first. If I don't get my way, then I'm going to try to make you give me what I want. It can come in the form of a bribe. If you do this for me, then I'll do this for you, right? And not all of those negotiations are wrong, but you know which ones are. You know which ones are. It's manipulation, friends. See it for what it is. Um, and call it what, for what it is. You're not getting your way. Well, they should just respect me. They should just respect my desires. I agree. I agree. We should, but we should respect each other. We should respect each other. So the silent treatment or you're going to throw a fit. And here's the thing. Even if you are right, which statistically speaking, you're never right 100% of the time. It's impossible for you to be right 100% of the time, all right? But even if in this particular situation you are right, but you're trying to get your point or your rightness across wrong, even if you're right, it's still manipulation. That's exactly what it is. Well, I just want him to act a certain way. So I'm going to treat him a certain way. I want him to do this, so I'm going to make him do this. Manipulation says, I don't care what you want. I just care what I want. And can I tell you something? Contrary to how a lot of people have made God look, God is not a manipulator. That's not his character. That's not who he is. He does not use deception. And he does not push or force you to do something you don't want to do. But he will, he will lovingly encourage and guide you. Are you with me, friends? God is not a manipulator. And if that's who you think he is, I would encourage you to get into the word of God and see who God truly is. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires, that battle within you? Again, desire. You have a desire on the inside of you. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. And again, killing doesn't have to be just like murder. You kill their dreams. You kill their self-confidence. You kill their self-worth by your words. Parents, ooh, be careful what you're telling your children. Be careful how you're getting your kids to do what you need them to do. You could be the very reason why they have the complex they have when they're older. Are you with me, friends? We have a freedom group, or several freedom groups right now. We're leading people through freedom. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting in a group of men, and uh, we're, we're leading them through this curriculum. And it comes back to their parents. 
It comes back to something their mother or their father or their grandparents said to them. You would be surprised how many times it comes back to the parents. And so I always say this in the midst of our freedom. I I look at this group of guys and I said, guys, we don't want to be the reason why our children needs this freedom life group in the future. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Amen, friends. So then he goes on. You cause, uh, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. Look here. You do not have because you don't do the one thing that can get you what you need, and that is ask God. Take it to your heavenly Father. And there's only really two reasons why people don't do that. Either A, they don't think it works, or B, they don't think God hears them, or they've never seen God do anything before. And so we don't take it to him because we don't think he hears us or we don't think he's going to do anything about it for us. When really... Two things are possible when we actually take our desires, our wishes, our want, our cravings, our covetousness to the Lord. If our desire, our crave, our want, our coveting is misdirected, it's misaligned. In other words, it's wrong, but we think it's right, but we don't know it's wrong. We think it's right in that moment. Here's what happens when you actually bring, actually genuinely, friends, bring it to your heavenly Father. What happens is, at least this is how it happens with me, and it's how it's happened with our staff and our coaches and our dream teams, people that we're really close to. God shows us. He reveals some things. He points it out. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, James says, you do not receive because you, you're asking with wrong motives. Just change them, God. Just change them. Just change them, 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 them. When God is saying, let's start with you. Let's start with you because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures i just want them to change i just want them to be more like me trust me we don't need two of you running around amen we need you we need you and in, in all of you but we need everybody walking around this world that we live in And it's not necessarily just talking about finances here, but it includes that, that you can spend it on yourself, right? Verse 4 says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? That word enmity means hatred. Friendship with, if you want to just do things the world, the way the world does them, it's, it's polar opposite of the way God wants to do them. You gotta fight to get to the top. God says, you know what? Prefer your brother. Trust me. Turn the other cheek. Guard your heart. The world says, are you gonna take that? Are you gonna let them talk to you that way? 
God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Just trust me with this one. Just trust me with this one. It never fails. Every single person that we are in a conversation with, that we're helping them through, and it's, it's stirred up. Whatever they're going through is stirred up. If we can get them to genuinely take a breath, step back, and see the situation and see what God's doing in the situation, when the dust settles, they're the ones standing on top. They're the ones that God has blessed and shown his favor to because they, they asked God to be a part of it. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means hatred against God? There are some things, actions, motives, thoughts about this world that God just doesn't approve of. It's just not, it's just not the right way. And when we approve of them, we're basically taking sides against our Heavenly Father. And if this is our heart, when we're genuinely asking God, God, I don't know if I'm writing this. This is just what I want. And if our actions are amiss, he'll say, I need you to see it from a different perspective. I need you to zoom up and understand that hurt people hurt people. I need you to realize what kind of a home life they came from. I need you to realize that everybody has a story. Everybody's got something they're dealing with, whether they want to admit it or not. And I've made you to understand that. You're a little bit further along than they are. I need you to respond differently. So two things are possible. When we take our actions, our, I mean our desires, our wishes, our wants, our cravings, our covetousness to the Lord, either, either if we're wrong, he'll point it out, or number two, if our desires are pure, he gives them to us. Like we get what we want in the first place. If our desires are good, 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who, look here, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. God is not like, boo, you can't have it. No, no, no. The Bible says he gives us richly all things to enjoy. Ask God. John chapter 14, verse 13. And I will do, if you ask God, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14. You may ask me for anything. Is there any topic off limits? No, you can ask him for anything. And if, it, if it's in line with his word, with his character, and it's his nature, you can ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it for you. You want that job? You want that promotion? You want an increase in your life? You want whatever it is that you're looking for? Listen, keep your heart right. Jesus said to us, listen, ask in my name. It'll be done. It'll be done. One scripture says, if you do not give up, if you don't quit. Amen, everyone. James chapter 4, verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? 
do they come from your desires or don't they come from your desires that battle? They battle within you. Thoughts battle within you. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. That's fleshly. You covet, but you can't get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. You do not have because you do not submit it to the Lord. Request it to the Lord. So can I ask you a question this weekend? As we're taking James chapter 4 and we're rolling it over in our hearts, is it possible that your desire, and listen, you think you're right and it's good. A lot of times you are. But is it possible that you have used manipulation to get what you want? Just own it for just a second. Just own it. You don't have to raise your hands. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to come forward. Just own it in this moment. Do you just want your way in every area of your life and you're not willing to give up until it happens? Let me say it this way. (laughs) Are you hard to live with? Are you difficult to live with? I mean, even right now, me asking the question, you know the answer, and you're ready for me to change the subject. I'm talking to you. Are you hard to live with? Just just in this moment, own it. Be honest. And I'm asking you today, in this moment, just to admit it. And then just let the Holy Spirit place his finger on it. You know what would happen if you can just own that's who you used to be? And just say it that way. Well, that's who I used to be. And you'll be surprised at how far an apology goes. Listen, guys. This is the way I've been. I'm sorry. I apologize to you. If you'll help me. I'm choosing to be a different person. I know it's been 40 years, 30 years, 50 years, 60 years of this. But I'm sorry. And the Lord's dealing with me. And you know what will happen? Your family will respond the way, exactly the way you've been trying to get them to respond the whole time without manipulation. They'll love you. They'll be around you. They'll want to be with you. Your coworkers will want to be with you, not run when you come walking down the hall. Guys, I'm sorry. You can this this works with your coworkers. Oh, they're gonna think I'm weird. Maybe. But then they'll watch how it really how you walk it out. And they're gonna be like, what church do you go to again? Like, <laughs> something's different about you. Amen. Father, we love you. And Lord, we're thankful. <laughs> for the book of James. We have moments that we shout and we celebrate and we praise because of your word. And then there are moments, God, when we look at your word and we see our very own reflection. And Lord, I know in this room today, there are people that as we were, as we were navigating through the scripture, there are some areas that were just illuminated in us. And Father, all of us, all of us at the end of the day, we don't want to be 
people who have to use manipulation or force or a temper. We don't want to be people who have to argue. We take responsibility for our own thoughts and actions, God. And then, Father, we do exactly what your word says. Father, we ask you, we submit these desires to you. Father, correct us if we're wrong. Show us where we're wrong. We genuinely want to know. And Lord, if our actions are right, then Father, I thank you that you are a God who looks over your word to perform it and you, you make the crooked places straight and you cause increase in blessing and understanding and, and, and all good things to come from you, Father. We love you for that. God, thank you for showing us who we are in your work. Real quickly, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I wasn't gonna do this, but I felt like I need to. If you're in the room and you've never, you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your life, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. What does that mean? You'll be saved from hell. You'll say, be saved to eternal life. But make no mistake about it, the Bible says you gotta believe and you gotta confess. And we believe this can happen between you and your heavenly Father right there in your chair. We don't, we don't necessarily need you to stand up come forward, do anything other than I'd like to know who I'm praying for. And so if that's you, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and you need a relationship with Jesus or you need to rededicate your life to him, just put your hand up, put it right back down. Anybody like that? Thank you, thank you, thank you. All over this room. Anybody else? Thank you. Put them right back down. Thank you. It's pretty painless right here. But probably the most important thing you will do this week in your life is connect the dots in this moment. Connect the dots between your life and your Savior. Anybody else like that? I can pray with you before we change the direction of this service? No? Well, because the Bible says believe in with your heart and confess with your mouth, I want us all to pray this prayer out loud together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die and to rise again for me. And right now, Jesus, I ask you, come into my life. Make me a brand new person. Forgive me of my past, of the sin, of my actions, of my thoughts. And right now, wash me clean. I'm choosing today to spend the rest of my life in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give them a hand clap today. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.